welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What is going on, guys? Matt here. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the Service Industry Podcast. Uh, if you're a return guest, man, it means the world to me that you guys keep coming back time and time again. I'm really excited for this episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about some traits that you need to have or acquire to become a successful entrepreneur. Um, and today we're talking about entrepreneurship, like winning in business, making money, the traits that you need uh, that successful people have. Um, doesn't matter what they do. All of them have these traits that I'm talking about today. Uh, and so I'm excited about it. So before we dive in, let's do some uh, housekeeping. Um, I can't remember if I announced on the last uh, episode or not, but we hit one hundred iTunes reviews. So I want to say thank you guys because without you, that doesn't happen. Um, we had that goal to hit hundred iTunes reviews. We are a little bit behind our our time frame, but it's cool. No biggie. Uh, that's a you know sometimes you don't hit every goal uh, you want on the time frame you want. But the important part is that you keep pushing and that you eventually get there. And we did so. Uh, without your guys' help with that, uh, we wouldn't have been able to do it. And by the way, a lot of the stuff you guys left, man, just like, um, you know, you didn't leave like a, a forward review. Like you left a full paragraph explaining, you know, how you found us and and why you love the show and, and how it's helped you. And, and I read every single one of those. So if you have left a review or haven't left a review yet but are going to, I want you to know that I read every single one of those. Um and they mean a lot to me, like a lot, a lot. It's what, it's really what keeps the show going and, and keeps me motivated to keep putting out so many episodes, um, is just knowing that you guys are actually getting something out of it and that you're getting value. Right. And so you guys know, we don't, uh, we don't try to sell you stuff on this, this app or this podcast or anything. We're just literally here bringing you value. You guys know we own a marketing company and in return, down the road when you're ready for any kind of print marketing or internet marketing, you know, maybe you'll come to us and that would be cool. So um, if you are a new guest, this is the Service Industry Podcast. My name is Matt Smith. I am typically the host of this podcast and we are all about helping you grow and scale a more systemized home service business. Uh, that way you can make more money and have more freedom of your time, Right. And I put an emphasis on time because to me, that's more important than money, but it's nice to have both. So our goal is to help you get there. Um, And this is a show for anyone who's just getting started or if you've been in the business for 20 years, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you own a roofing company, a plumbing business, a lawn care, a window cleaning company, whatever. If you service people's homes and commercial locations, then this is for you. So... I want to talk a little bit today about traits of successful entrepreneurs. And uh, I did a, a different episode on this before, um, but I've been changing up my circle of people a little bit and it's really opened my eyes. Um, 
since uh, Mitch and I kind of got into the e-commerce game and um, we've met some new people, uh, kind of had a few people in the circle open up there along with people that I've reached out to that I've been following for a long time um, that I've really been able to connect with. And these are people that are, are doing much bigger things than I am. And those are the people I want to surround myself with. And you guys should be no different. Like the reality is, is you are... Uh, you are basically the result of the five people you surround yourself with. You know, the five most common people you surround yourself with is who you're going to be most like. And that could not be more true. Like if I, for six months, hang out with people that are doing things less than me, okay, in business, my business will 100% slow down and we will not be growing. I will not be as motivated. Why? Because I'm doing the biggest stuff in the room. But if I'm hanging out with people that are doing much bigger things than me, it motivates me to to work harder, to do things better, to uh, you know, to scale faster, to get to their level, right? And so you guys should all be surrounding yourself with people that are doing bigger things than you. Now it's impossible, right, to not have a friend who because we're entrepreneurs and we all know that entrepreneurship can be lonely, but it's impossible to find you know, all entrepreneur friends. What I'm saying is be careful who you spend the majority of your time with because who you spend the majority of your time with, you will be most like. Okay, let that sink in for a minute and begin to think about who you're spending the most time with and then say, how much am I like them? How much different is my life than theirs? Okay, and what would happen if I were to change up my circle a little bit? Um, the the one of the things that i have found most common with successful people um like like decently successful people and up is that they've developed an opinion about themselves and they don't allow themselves to believe what anybody else says about them okay they've developed an opinion about themselves that is so strong that they cannot even let like they, they can't believe what anybody else would even say, okay? They don't allow the judgment of other people to affect their lives. They believe in themselves so much. They believe in what they're doing so much that not only do they not believe or, or not allow the judgment of others to affect them, but they don't even have time for it, okay? And and what this really comes down or comes back to for me is knowing who you are. Okay, I think about this all the time. And I'll I'll be honest, I question myself a lot. Matt, do you fully know who you are? Because the way you're acting right now is you're kind of acting like you don't truly know who you are. Okay. And I know I do, but sometimes I slip out of the the mindset of of having that strong opinion about myself and not allowing what others believe about me kind of kind of rest with me a little bit. Okay develop an opinion about yourself. And to be able to do that, you have to truly know who you are. So don't don't go out and try to build a $10 million home service company if that's not who you are, right? If who you are is a guy who, who truly just wants to be an owner operator and make an honest living, then don't force yourself to be somebody else. Because when people begin to judge you, right? Or, or things start to go bad, you're going to begin to doubt yourself, Okay, but what successful people do who know who they are, they've developed an opinion about themselves so strongly that no matter how hard times get, no matter what somebody says, they cannot sway this person. 
okay? And if you're the owner-operator guy and that's who you are, then develop an opinion so strong around that, right? That when somebody says, dude, why are you an owner-operator? You should be growing. No, dude, it's not for me. It's not the model I want to run. That's okay, right? It goes both ways, okay? Success to me doesn't just mean money. It means living a life that you're happy with. And so begin to think about that a little bit. Who are you? And then develop an opinion strong, a strong, strong opinion around that, okay? It'll change the way you think. And, and exercise that daily. Remind yourself daily who you are, why you're doing what you're doing. And then what everybody else says just will not matter, right? Um, I mean, what do you believe you're capable of? Like, like I ask myself this question all the time. Um, I think it was Grant Cardone that said this like probably five years ago in a, a random video I watched. And he said something along the lines of, by the way, I'm not a big Grant Cardone fan, but he said something along the lines of, um, what do you believe you're capable of? Like, like revenue wise, like what do you, like, what do you think your skill level can get you to? Okay. Like at the end of the day, 20 years down the road, like what do you think your business could realistically do based on the skill level you have and the energy you put into it? Okay. For me, mine's very high because I really believe in my capabilities when it comes to business because I'm, I felt like I was just bred this way. Uh, but I want you guys to begin to think like that. Like, like, who are you? Like, what is it you're capable of? What do you believe you can do? Okay. That's going to allow you to begin to develop this opinion about yourself. Okay. This is going to allow you to begin to, to build this faith in yourself, to build whatever it is you're building. Right. Uh, and the one thing I've realized with all successful people is they push the envelope. Like, let me give you this example. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, he buys rental houses um, kind of in the hood. And, you know, I mean, he buys them at tax auctions. And they sell anywhere from, get this, from $500, you know, up to, to ten grand. Um, sometimes more if it's a, a really nice house kind of on a border uh, of the hood, but, but typically anywhere from 500 to 10 grand. And, and typically you're landing them for anywhere from three to five. Okay. And so a couple of years ago, he calls me up and, and he knows that, you know, I'm interested in rental properties. He said, Hey, um, there's a tax auction coming up in about two weeks. Um, I already got the list of all the addresses that are going to be on there. So you want to come with me and go drive by these houses so we can kind of check them out. So I know what I want to buy once the auction comes. Cause the way the auction works is you meet at a building. It's not like you're auctioning in the front yard. You meet at a building and basically they say one, two, three, Apple tree lane, Flint, Michigan, auction starting at $500. Who's got 500 boom. And they start. So if you haven't driven by that house and you haven't checked it out, you're not going to know what kind of shape it's in because the picture, or typically there isn't even a picture, but if there is a picture, typically it doesn't actually represent what the house looks like. So you have to drive by these. So he calls me up, says, Hey, let's go. Picks me up. And you know, for me, I'm thinking, Oh, we're just going to, just going to drive by him. Right. And he, you know, we go to the first one he pulls up, pulls in the driveway and, and you can tell like, like it's a wreck. No, nobody lives in any of these, by the way, they're all empty. At least you think, right? What we found out is actually sometimes homeless people stay in these houses without power and all that. He says, all right, let's go. I'm like, what do you mean? We're, aren't you just going to look at it from the front? We jump out of the car and he's checking all the doors. He's checking all the windows. 
and the doors are locked, right? Uh, city sometimes will do a decent job making sure, making sure the doors are locked, but the windows weren't. So he slides open a window and we hop in the house through a window. And I'm like, what are we doing? He's like, we got to see what kind of shape the house is in, right? And this whole time, like, I'm so out of my comfort zone because I'm like, first off, this is super illegal, right? Uh, second off, like, who knows who we're going we're gonna to see in here? So what he does, he pops open the window, jumps in, yells, landlord, landlord. That way, in case there is a homeless person in there, they're going to think that whoever owns the house is here and they're in trouble, right? And so, so we're doing this, right? And we do it for about 15 houses. And so about two weeks goes by and I go to the auction with him and, and he wins all these houses. Why? Because everybody else either just drove by them or they didn't drive by them at all. And so people there don't know what kind of shape they're in or what would happen was they only drove by them. And so they didn't know what kind of shape the inside was in. So they would bid really low. And so he would outbid them by a couple grand because he goes, oh, this one barely needs any work inside. The outside's rough, but the inside's perfect. So he knows that he can redo the outside of these houses for cheap, right? But everybody else thinks, well, the inside probably looks like the outside. So I'm, I'm only bidding 500 or a thousand bucks and he'll go in and bid four and get the house, right? And so he pushes the envelope. Most entrepreneurs I know do this. Another example of this is, and I get this email from you guys all the time. Matt, I was doing what you said. I was out postcarding neighborhood and then somebody threatened to call the cops on me. So I stopped. So when we used to do postcards by hand, uh, there was a handful of neighborhoods, but one specific where every single month we would get the cops called on us, okay? There was not any no soliciting signs. There was uh, no signs saying that you couldn't put stuff on people's front doors. And in fact, we didn't even knock on doors. We would typically just go and, and take a door hanger, put it on the door and move to the next house. Um, that way we could do more houses faster. But there was this one lady in the neighborhood that just could not stand that we would do this. And we would actually not even do her house. Um, and every single month she would call the cops and she would come out and say, I'm calling the cops on you. I said, well, yeah, of course you are. We're here again. Right. And the cops would show up and they'd say, Hey, you know, this lady called the, you know, called us and, and told us to come out, said, you guys are putting stuff on front doors. I said, you're absolutely right. Okay. Well, you know, there's no law saying we can't do this. We're not knocking on doors. We're not soliciting. We're, and, and every single time they would say, you're right. Okay. But the problem with most people is they're scared to push that envelope. They're scared to actually deal with the police because, you know, they think it looks bad on their company or they don't want this lady to go leave a bad review. But what I was told and what I was taught early on was, Matt, do not let this one person in throughout this whole neighborhood dictate your actions because this was one of our best producing neighborhoods, by the way. So this one lady could have easily gotten to my head and I stopped doing it. And then we don't have as many customers in there as we do today. But somebody taught me and said, Matt, no way you're going to let that miserable human being dictate your actions. Does she pay your bills? Does she put food on the table for your employees? Is she growing your business for you? No, then screw her, okay? And not to be like rude, not to be aggressive, but screw her. She doesn't do anything for me and I will not let somebody who is miserable in their own life dictate the actions of my life, right? And so this actually became a script for me and and 
And I would consider this pushing the envelope a little bit because a lot of people typically will back out and quit whenever they have any kind of force come against them, especially when it comes to putting stuff on people's front doors, right? And so when we would get phone calls, uh, I have another guy that was part of a condo association. He calls and he starts cussing me out on the phone. And I said, sir, what's your name? Didn't want to give it to me. He said, if you put out another postcard, I'm going to sue you. Okay. And he said, and everybody in the neighborhood feels the same way. And I chuckled and I said, well, sir, that's where you're wrong because we have a bunch of customers in your neighborhood. And every time we service their house, they're always saying they look forward to our postcards because they want to see what kind of specials are coming out every single month. So I know you think that everybody doesn't want us doing this, but the reality is, is you're wrong. And sir, I have something to break to you. If you don't want to give me your address, you're going to get another postcard in 30 days. So I suggest you give me your address or else you're going to keep receiving these from us because I am not going to stop what I'm doing. You do not put food on the table for my family. And it was silent, right? It's almost always silent. I'm not playing that freaking game. Sorry, guy, that you're miserable that you came home and you had to take a door hanger off your front door. If you don't want it there, give me your address and we'll make sure to mark it so you never get another one again. But if you want to be you know, tough with me and not want to tell me your name and not want to tell me the address you live in, you better believe you're getting another postcard in 30 days, period. Why? Because you're not dictating the actions of, of what I do. Because I know if I let a miserable soul like you dictate what I do, I'm going to end up just like you. And that ain't happening, brother. Period. Right? You guys got to push the envelope a little bit. The reality is, if someone's not pissed off at you, you probably aren't pushing the envelope. Okay? And I'm not saying go around and make people mad. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is do not let other people dictate your actions. And by taking massive action, people are going to get mad. That is just the cold, hard truth, right? Like people are going to get mad. And so for me, that's always been like a, a, a kind of a good way to measure. Am I pushing the envelope? Like, like, are we getting, are we getting a hate call or two every now and then? Cause if not, I might not be pushing the envelope enough. Okay. And so think about that a little bit. Don't be afraid of people guys. Like like people like to hate on people that are doing good and big things. Um, another thing that I, I've noticed that successful people do is they move quick with the decisions they make, big or small, right? Like they're not afraid to make decisions. And this is actually something that uh, I used to struggle with a lot. I used to struggle with making tough decisions quick. I think a lot of it stemmed from the way I was raised, um, you know, with, with having with having just enough, but, but never in excess. And, and me being terrified that if I make the wrong choice, I might not have anything. You know what I'm saying? But successful people don't think that way. Like they make decisions quick. They move quick. They physically move quick. You ever been around somebody successful? They walk faster than the average person. I know that sounds weird. It's true. Like they walk faster than the average person because they don't have time to waste. They are moving quick physically and they are moving quick with their decisions. You've got to be quick. You've got to become quick with making decisions and being okay with that. With understanding that, okay, this is what's in front of me. 
this is the pros, this is the cons, I'm making the choice and I'm moving forward. If I'm right, good. If I'm wrong, I'll get it. maybe I'll get it right next time. But successful people don't dwell on things. They don't take weeks to make choices. Some of you guys call us, I think I want to do AdWords. Can you explain it to me? Yep. Uh, you know, we charge $500 a month for a management fee and plus your ad spend and blah, blah, blah. We go through the whole pitch. It's like, okay, let me think about it. And, and this is what I said. Okay. Hey, no problem, man. But let me ask you, what is, what is it you're thinking about? Well, you know, it's, you know, the $500 and, and I, you know, okay, well, let me ask you this. If your average ticket's $300, right? How many jobs do you got to sell to just even break even? Well, like three. Do you think you can sell three jobs a month? Well, yeah. Okay, cool. So what is there to think about? Some of you guys are just so freaking uptight that you can't even make a decision, right? You're just so paranoid in your own little world. You're so scared to spend a penny. You're so scared to make a choice, make a decision that it paralyzes you and it's, it paralyzes your business's growth, right? Like that's just the way it is. I mean, I literally just had this conversation with a guy about AdWords. Give me the weekend to think about it. Okay. Hey man, no problem, right? Like you can take the weekend to think about about it, but what is it you're thinking about? Because what you're doing now isn't working. You just told me you got to do something. So you're ready to move on. You're ready to move and make this choice and, and give it a go or not. Because if you're hesitant, you probably shouldn't do it. If you need to take three, four days to think of it, you probably shouldn't do it, right? Probably means you don't feel good about it. That's okay. How many of us do this in our, our business and in our life, Right? Like how many of you guys are, are doing this, not even in business, but just in life decisions? Ah, gosh, let me think about it for three or four days. And that turns into three or four weeks and then nothing ever happens. And then next year, your business is in the same spot. Successful people don't do that crap. Do I think it's going to work? I think it should. Numbers make sense. Let's do it. Let's try it. Boom. They, they, they pull the trigger and that's why they're winning. Okay. And that's why a lot of people aren't is because they're not capable of making decisions. They overthink everything, right? And the last thing is successful people are not afraid to suffer for long-term gain. This is something I can say I did right, like from the get. And I don't know if it's just the way I was wired. I don't know, I, I don't know like what to attribute it to. But from day one, when I was dead broke, I said, I, every penny I make, I will reinvest back into the business. I will live below my means. I will eat noodles and chicken noodle soup and whatever is cheap at the grocery store for the next five years. I don't care because I know that I'm going to suffer. And when I suffer, I'm going to gain long-term because I'm going to take everything that I'm making and reinvesting it back into the company. And now we're in year six and guys, like I'm, I'm just telling you, like me and my business partner would both agree that like that strategy has paid off like in, in a massive way. I'm just telling you guys, successful people are not afraid of suffering. They're not afraid of, of pulling every penny out of their bank account today, right? So they can pay for the boat and pay for the the 2018 F250 and 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 live in the you know the three hundred thousand dollar house and 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 live the life they want to live now. I got to live it now, right? Everybody wants to live it now, but guess what? 
That guy is always going to be in debt. He's always going to live paycheck to paycheck. He's always going to struggle. His business is always going to be small. And that's as far as he's getting, right? Like you put me and that guy next to each other when we first start and he's beating me on paper, right? Like he's living the lifestyle. He's got everything I want. But guess what? Three, four, five years later, that begins a shift and I start to grow and people like me start to grow. And guess what? Now I get to live his lifestyle times 10, right? And I'm just throwing the number out there, but I get to live his lifestyle and I don't, and I get to work probably half as hard as he does. Why? Because I was willing to literally suffer for four or five years and grow my business and implement systems and hire employees and, and build an infrastructure around the company. That way, I didn't have to do everything forever. That guy is going to have to do everything forever because his mindset is broken and he's not willing to suffer. Okay? So going back over this, develop a strong opinion about yourself. Okay? Know who you are. Ask yourself, what are you capable of? And make sure you believe it, right? Push the envelope. If you're not, make, if someone's not a little bit frustrated with you, you're probably not pushing the envelope. Move quick with your decisions and do not be afraid to suffer for long-term gain. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.